0: All right, so um Erev Tov, let's uh recap a little bit what we did last week. Um I actually quoted from some notes that uh I have from Shirib on uh on the nature of the Gowan's personality by Rav uh Rav who was uh who was a Rav in the uh, is one of the uh, major or elderly elder Abonim today of the Gush. Um he was a Talmud of Reitschik uh, and a Talmud of Rukenstein. And he, uh, he, had a, he spent a lot of time on, on this particular topic. Um, and he wrote, you can maybe even find some of his shurim online. Anyhow, I wanted to share with you, this was one particular area where I wanted to, um, we did last, year, last week. We had a look at this Giddush uh, that, um, based on Reb Chaim understanding, and that is that um, Reb, Chaim, Reb Chaim understood from, from the Goan that, um, that the Torah basically w- needs to be seen as a, as a single entity. Uh, the, the entire Torah, all our sources, essentially is a, an integrated um, you know, in, weave or a, a mesh of inner connections that create a, a dialogue and correspondence between all of its parts. Uh, and you know, and especially between uh, the sources at and its origin and the conclusions in the world of halakha. and so ultimately the the highest level methodologically of of Talmud Torah is to you know is to connect the final um, halachic conclusion to the original source in the in the Gemara and in specifically in the Mishnah. And so the Mishnah becomes, for Abchaim, this kind of mystical uh, codex in which um, all of all of Torah, all of Torah Shabbat Pe, is uh, is infused into the words of the Mishnah, representing each Mishnah representing dimensions upon dimensions of, of deeper Torah, and um, and therefore the mission needs to be the Mishnah needs to be seen as the as the font of everything that we have in 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 at least the Niglia of torshobape um and so that's that's how we uh that's how we described um this 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 preoccupation if you will of the going of uh, of finding of finding the sources um or ma- making it such a such a focus of of Tamutora. um I don't, I don't know enough to say that others didn't do it, but um, articulated in this, that you have a Arabian Talmud who, write, who writes this, who writes this to tell you that this was his methodological approach. Um, you know, it's just a fascinating description. Now, what's important at least for our discussion tonight is to see that this pattern, um, this this hierarchy of of the existence of a Mishnah, which um, which functions as a kind of the Tanakh of Torah Shabbal Peh, um, where all the dimensions and, and you know are, are infused within the words of the Mishnah, and in order to really get the bottom line, it has, the halachic bottom line, it has to be rooted in the Mishnah. We need to see um, we need to see this pattern, you know, sort of cross the divide between what we call nigleh and Nistar, between uh, Torah Shabbat, the revealed Torah, and, uh, and and what we would call today Kabbalah, and so we're going to discuss a little bit about the Gaon's um, involvement in the study of Kabbalah. Um, today, it's uh, unusual to find, uh, let's call it, people that are committed to Litvish Torah uh, having such command of of Kabbalah. But uh, you know, if you if you were a true student of the Gaon, you would see in Kabbalah you know, a major a major area that needs that needs focus and, uh, and and your and your time needs to to go into this area as as well. So the question is, you know, what did the Gaun see within the world of, of Kabbalah? How did he approach it? And um, what I've been saying to you is simply just as he approached Torah um, Shibtav through that structure where you have a Mishnah then you know expanded by a Gomorrah Commented upon, but eventually reaching a lahi conclusion. The similar similar kind of structure exists within the world of uh, of Torah of, of of Kabbalah. Now, let's identify the Mishnah of Kabbalah. That's what we need to what we need to approach, or what we need to work with. you know tonight. To Where's the Mishnah of of Kabbalah? So, Rebbeim tells us as follows that there's. Um, he writes this um, in in an introduction that he, he pens to the Gaon's commentary to a section of the Zohar, or you know, to to uh, we'll, we'll define it more clearly as we go along. But let's call it to the to the to the pre-Zohar Zohar. There's a cipher called Sifra Detsnuta, which is uh, the word Sanua. Not just meaning modest, but me, but meaning covered, camouflaged, um, it's uh, concealed. That that really is this particular cipher called Cipher Ditzniuta. Now, the Cipher Ditzniuta is apparently, according to Rebbeim, it's uh, the precursor to the Zohar, meaning that the Zohar quotes from this particular book of concealment, if you wanna if you wanna call it that so it's it's ironic that the zohar and other kabbalistic texts are called by various expressions of light the zohar means a light and the bahir means another kind of a light and you know something that enlightens and here you have a Sefer which starts off the process what are these books enlightening what's the zohar doing what's the bahir doing what it's doing is it's enlightening the words which are concealed in this book called, or this tract called, It's Neuter Now, wh- what? Who, who put the Sefer together? How did it work? So, let's understand that. course, Baruch reveals to uh, Moshe Rabbeinu on Sinai, Hashem reveals to him all these different aspects of Torah, and um, all these secrets of Torah, what we call Kabbalistic secrets, mystical ideas, so Moshe Rabbeinu teaches them um, to people who are worthy of receiving them and to which means that to to the majority of people this level of understanding Torah is really not applicable but what happens is is that there's a, a very unique cadre of people to whom Moshe Rabbeinu teaches these uh, deeper dimensions of Torah um, and and it's and it's a compilation, a composition of Moshe Rabbeinu as the start, all the way down to um, the times of the Tana'im. They were adding, if you if you will, to this or recording in this tract of called Itzniyuta, uh They were they were recording the the sources of all this of all this knowledge, and so we don't we don't know exactly who everybody was there and why they chose to conceal it in such a concise manner but our uh, conjecture is is that this kind of knowledge is uh it needs a certain level of of kedusha and and intellect in order to break it open and work with it in such a way that um, you don't go over the edge and it doesn't cause confusion Uh, rather it's you know the cutting edge of of the dimensions of depth of of Sitra of torah and so you have generations of talmidim um who have who far and few between are able to contribute to to the the, the collection of these of these ideas and um, they were all basically brought into this form of a, some sort of a, a book called Sifra de Tzniyuta. and 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 yeah um, Essentially, uh, again, not fully known to us, but this is the this is the form that the book took, and we just we, we presuppose that that it's you know it's, that it wouldn't call, cause conf- confusion, etc. Um, and it, and all you know all the works of what we refer to as Mas'eb Bereshit and Kavar, Merkava um, and the Haychalot, all these all these tracts, you know, which describe the inner workings of our creation, they uh, all all of these all of these ideas were incorporated to eventually uh, be be uh, be called the Sifra Um and it was based on a pasuk in Mishlei which speaks about that uh, you know that the wisdom that is, is unique is, is wisdom of of tznuim, and uh, and this particular book. Sealed to to ninety nine percent of 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 Jews, even great Jews, this particular book um, is like the, is like a Mishnah. It's like the Mishnah um, relative to what Torah Shabbat is. This is the Mishnah of Kabbalah. So everybody everybody made use of the ideas, Kabbalistic ideas, incorporated into this tract called Sifra Deutniuta, and. And, and the Chachomim who were engaged in this, in this study, they, would, they, uh, they, 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 they sort of patterned their, their behavior uh, based on, on Rebbe, just as Rebbe you know, designed the Mishnah to, uh, in such a way to preserve it from getting lost. At the same time, keeping certain dimensions concealed, yet, yet having a text that everybody can really study who wants to, that combination also took place over here in this uh, in the making of this Sifra Ditsinuita so um, it's not so much that they wanted to preserve what was going to be forgotten as Rebbe did because yeah it wasn't exposed to most people anyway but it was more like uh, to conceal the great ideas that majority of people are not uh, necessarily um, worthy of, worthy of studying. Um and so essentially at some point in time, you've got this secret tract, uh, which most people aren't exposed to and, 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 and people can't really fully understand. And it's got to now, in a sense, be born again, if you will, so that people can actually learn from it. And so Hashem uh, works His Ashgoch in such a way that in Jewish history, when a time was appropriate, Akosh Baruch uh, blesses Amiso with a particular individual. Who will be able to bring forth a lot of these secrets and turn it into, and, and you know, expo, expose them or, 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 uh, or teach them. And uh, hopefully, from the teachings, a system of, of, of living will, will emerge. And so, what happens over here is that, let's say, from Moshe Rabbeinu all the way through till the times of the Tanaim, it's almost like one era. Within the within the study or of or development of of, of Kabbalah, and then comes along Rabbi Bar Yochai, who puts him on our, on our planet, and uh, and for whatever reason it is, Rabbi Bar Yochai is uniquely placed, and suited, and um, within within the timeline of history, you know, where permission from uh, Shemaim is is granted him to reveal all these things, the Masa Bereshit the Master Masemerekava, everything that's hidden in the, in the Sefer Ditsniuta, um uh, Shimon Bar Yochai is given the, the the thumbs up to reveal all this Torah, and he starts to teach it. And the Zohar is the teachings that really um, are there to teach this, the content that's in this uh, Sefer Ditsniuta. And so that's why, to go back to what we originally said, the Zohar will quote from the Sifra de and from uh you know it's it's in different sections of the zohar some of them are called in um it's it's the the sections called idrot and um anyway bottom line is the they the statements that are quoting these this the sifrat it's so basically according to this theory you know it's like another theory about the zohar if you're asking prime and to describe to you who wrote the the Zohar and why was it written, so he would say to you that you know Bar uh, Yochai, the Zohar, you know, is writing the teachings that eventually make it into the Zohar, or is teaching them uh, verbally, orally, and these teachings essentially um, are discussions based on the Sifra de and um, and, and that's what he. And that's what he basically. That's what he. That's the chirush idea that he that he gives us to understand the so-called development of of Kabbalah. And so, uh, essentially, what what Rambam is saying is that Bar Yohai's teachings, uh, or the Zohar, is really the Gemara to the equivalent to the Sifra de which is like the equivalent of the Mishnah. So what we have in in Toras Bavel and we have you know, we have Mishnah and then we have Gomorrah. In Kabbalah, you have the equivalent of the Mishnah, Sifrit de Tsenyuta, and the Gomorrah, the expo- exposition of it, is, uh, is, is the Zohar. That's how, you know, that's how Reb Haim, uh, sees the development of, of Kabbalah. Now, the first era of Kabbalah is like from Moshe Rabbeinu and Tzol of Shimbari Yochai. Now from Bar Yochai, there's almost like another era which goes stretches all the way through from the time of the Tanaim, all the way through until until the Ari, until the Arizal. Now, there are you know, many, many, many Kabbalists that um, engage in the study and development of, of Kabbalah, but somehow in terms of an authoritative uh, system coming out of the writings of the Zohar, and uh, by extension of the Sifra the Arizal now does something unique with the study of Kabbalah and turns it into a whole system, a whole system of belief and behavior. And so um, ultimately what happens is, is that uh, the, the Ari is considered the Reb of his of his generation. And, um, and he's, the, he's the one person that Akash Baruch Hu gave us that breaks open many of the secrets of uh, Kabbalistic secrets, and so um, he's the he's the one that uh, you know that really takes the Zohar to the next level. And Rambam insists that what the Ari is really doing, the Ari is basically explaining and decoding uh, the Zohar's illusions, um, and in the end, that's leading to the the prime source. The Mishnah of, of Kabbalah, which is uh, the Sifra de so that's really how Reb Chaim's approach is to understand what's going on within the development of of, of Kabbalah. So that's the that's the parallel that's the parallel um, that you have here between the study of of, of and the study of of, of Nista. So essentially, the the primary goal of of anybody who's a, Who's learning torah on the highest of levels is to basically you know amalgamate is to join the M's, the truths of, of 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 kabbalah which was spelled out by the ari who has its source in the zohar you know taking you into the kodesh of kabbalah called the Sifra de Tenuta, and so that's really what a person who really wanted, wants to study it needs to see that pathway as uh, as the way one develops one's uh, understanding of of Kabbalah, exactly parallel to how you uh, you should be, de- you know, developing your your, uh, your your methodological approach to study of of Torah And so, what you have here um, is not just an exposure of how you learn, but if you want to get to the truth, the real sanctity of of Torah, this is um, you have to connect the world of Halacha, which is practical uh, laws, you have to connect it through these kinds of prisms, both the Nikle and the Nistar. And there shouldn't really be uh, any any contradiction between them really. Uh, but basically um, the, the the movement from the practical all the way down, down to the sources is what you're supposed to be uh, achieving. So again, simply put connecting halakha, you know, to the spring that flows from the Mishnah and the Gomorrah to the Shulchan Aruch and that's really the basic idea of, of the methodological approach of study. So, you know, now that we've seen Reb Chaim's discussion or description of how Torah, Torah develops and Torah Kabbalah develops, so now we have to appreciate how Reb Chaim sees um, the, the historic role of the Gra. So just as you have these unique personalities in uh, in various eras or epochs of of, of, of the development of, of Torah study, so the Gaon in his in Chaim's mind is one of these unique personalities. And so basically um, Chaim is telling you that, that it got to a point in Jewish history where most people were not able to reflect upon the sources uh, as clearly as needed. And even though People were fluent in the in the uh, the Babylonian and the Mishnah, but it wasn't the level that was needed over here. And, and somehow, Akunsh Baruch Hu gifted the world with the mind of the Gra, who would, fulfill just like our Rizal did before him, as far as Kabbalah is concerned, the Gra would, uh, you know, take up that particular role in opening up the hidden secrets for people who were deserved of them. And so. Um, yeah, this is, this is uh, essentially how Reb Chaim sees the unique role uh, of, of the Gra, and, um, and it was to sort of open up what was lost in all these areas of, of study. And so, um, yeah, so this is, uh, this is Reb Chaim's, let's call it lofty understanding or appreciation of where the Grah the Gra sits in history and what he was able, uh, you know, to achieve. And um basically the Graz' unique commission in the eyes of Chaim is to demonstrate the unity of all the words of Torah at their source. Um and that's what he that's what he wants to do on all levels of, of Torah. And so um he you know he, he says that it was a gift from Shamaim that a soul which was as powerful as the Graz uh coming, you know, coming or representing or rivaling. Uh, souls of, of hundreds of years before him, you know, it was a it was a gift that Kosh Baruch gave us So that's that's how Reb Chaim sees it and from his description you get this interesting understanding which uh, you know when you first hear it is quite uh, novel because it normally isn't ex- um, you know explained along these lines. but Chaim gives us a big chidosh as to how he sees the unfolding of Torah and Torah and Kabbalah. So um What's interesting is is to try and appreciate how much of a, a student of Kabbalah uh, the Gra really was. And so it's interesting that, I think I once heard this in a, in a shiwabara by Beryl Wan, he's sort of like um, I think he had a really he had an interesting way of differentiating between um, the people as Kabbalists and the Gra as a as a student of kabbalah sort of gives a slightly different approach or bigger pro- different of an approach as to how people look at uh, at kabbalah um it's not so much but the go on uncovering the mysteries of torah as it is getting to the truth of what torah is and this is uh you know this is uncovering an element of truth on on you know on the, on the deepest of levels so um this again the way you approach the study of Kabbalah would um, would would find a would find its um, would would find a struggle going on between Hasidim and Misnagdim, um, and the, and 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 the, the Gaon was at the centre of this. And um, how you approach the study of Kabbalah, you know, made a made a huge difference to how it um, it was passed down to your Talmudim, etc. So one of the major contrasts is is that, um, you know the... The the gra the gra could be perceived by many of his uh, ideological students as not having real interest in Kabbalah, um, and add to the fact that the gown doesn't act like a Kabbalist. He's not. He doesn't write amulets. He's not dispensing of. Uh, doesn't give broches. He doesn't. Pre- he present himself as somebody who can do any wonders or miracles, or who can cancel evil decrees, desires which are in Shammayim. Which is which is a big contrast to the Baal Shem Tov, who basically saw it as his role to communicate and mediate as an act, in an active manner, you know, between between the people and uh, the based in Shalmalah, the heavenly court in Shamayim. So um, this is exactly what Reb Chaim is trying to clarify when he writes his his introduction. He's you know this perception of of the of the Gaon not being interested in Kabbalah is uh, you know. Is, is taken on by Reb Chaim in his introduction to the Sefer Detsenuta, which is the Gra's most uh, you know important Kabbalistic work. So, um, so he wasn't just interested in Kabbalah; he was a Kabbalist of enormous proportions. And um, in this, in this, in, in, you know, along the lines, almost at least in Reb Chaim's mind, as 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 the Ari and then and then Reb So he tells you that the that the Gra knows the Zohar literature Bahat he's fluent in every single area of it. And, um, you know, he, uh, he, he, um, he shows you how the Gaon was connected to heavenly worlds and has constant experiences with those worlds. And, um, it's, uh, it's just a phenomenal description. You read it in, in the books as to somebody who's living on this earth is able to, you know, like the greats of all different Shkoffas uh, who are able to achieve this level. So, um, but, but but before we, we just move a little further, what we need to appreciate is a, a major contrast, and that is that the Gaon isn't the first person to have chavruses uh, with uh, with with malachim in Shemayim. This was common by many many great people. Um, essentially, you have what's known as magidim, people people literally can touch base with the other world and uh, uh, angels personalities and the shamas of the other world would expose secrets of Torah to the various Tamil and um, many of the time these these, uh, these divrei Torah or divrei psak or insights messages are recorded by the people who heard them. So Rabbi Yosef Karo is very famously known as having a sefer, you know, called Magid Sharim, where it records, you know, in a, it records in a sefer um who you know the the time the learning that he got from this this maggid this angel and uh and he records what he heard from Shemaim you know in this book dary himself as we mentioned in a number of shurim months ago um especially based on that uh, sefer called saveragil Gulim. so the arizal would visit gra- uh, uh, graves of, of many righteous people you know in in the galil In order to experience um, revelations and mysteries by the souls of those people who would come and tell him what's 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 going on all all over the place you know this is really and we have this in the Sefer Agil Gurim you know stories about this whereas yeah Reb Chaim tells us this is a major contrast that even though the Gaon um, was in this position to be able to have connections with the so-called world of the Spirit but yeah, the gown is uh, a little different. And that is, he didn't have an actual Maggie who to taught him. And the reason is, you know, not because he wasn't on the level to have one, but because he refused to have one. And this, is, uh, this sort of like uh, allows us to segue into a unique aspect of the, Gaw- of the Gawen's um, uh, method of Talmud Torah and his philosophy behind, behind life as well. Uh, most of us or most great capitalists would see it as a as a badge of honor as a, as an unbelievable achievement to be able to get to the high level where you're learning with a with a magid uh, and, and 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 this would be an like, the highest level of attainment but the Gowan um, essentially says the following the Gowan says and Chaim reports this that he told he told them he told them that he was he was um, they were pleading from him from from and There were people ple- neshamahs, people. there were, there were great neshamahs, you know, begging to reveal him stuff. The Gaon basically had an uh, had an ideological ideological approach that anything that a person did not work for, one should not uh, take advantage of, you know, or, or was 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 less than authentic. And what what is really what really needs to be celebrated is levels of Torah attained by what we call amelus patora i mean amelut is is absolute um, backbreaking investment of energy where a person puts all of his koyakh, uh using his own faculties to um to uncover and understand torah as it is and any kind of medium that tries to communicate torah and give it to you so to speak you know for free um should be should be rejected and so um this is what this is what the Gowan So this is where the Gaon was had his own approach. here, where who knows what he would have gained more or not, but he he would then say that whatever Torah he had, he got it from his own, um, at least as much as he could from his own his own toil, and he didn't want to have an intermediary, you know, downloading Torah into him because he felt that that was lacking in the Amelus Bar Torah, which was probably the highest value of Talmud Torah. Uh, or Torah Lishma. There's a safer by uh, Rabbi Norman Lamb, um, who was nifter not so long ago. Um, he wrote uh, he wrote an amazing sefer called Torah Lishma, and he contrasts there in this particular sefer. It was published in the late 80s, um, and he writes there uh, quotes a lot of this that I'm telling you now. It's a, w- a very worthwhile book, especially if you want to understand the contrast between the Chassidim and the the Gaon, of Balatanya, etc., but this was uh, this was um, one of the major differences between the Gaon's approach, and uh, and there are countless stories that, uh, that that abound in the in the writings of his Talmidim about you know Magidim trying to tell him stuff from Shammai and him refusing them. There's a great story where Reb Chaim has a uh, a, a brother, Reb Zalmala who uh, who was um, even by Rebbe Chaim's own uh, accounts, th- this um, his brother was so much greater than he was, and he was probably the close closest of all the Talmudim to the Gaon. And uh, when the Gaon was telling Rebbe at one particular juncture where Rebbe was was with was with him, and he was telling him about all these Magidim, etc., so he said, "You know this message of Torah uh, Lishma, and only accepting." you know, Torah that you learn with your own um, with, with your sweat of your own brow, he says, please tell your brother this, what I'm telling you because there are my Gidim that I see that are on the way to him to reveal to him all secrets of Torah and he should he should, uh, if he, you know, if he wants to know my opinion, he should he should, he should, he should turn them away. And so uh, the Gowan rejects all angels who come along to come along and teach him and Etc. He wants to he wants to get into this area of uh, you know of Torah lishma. And so um, uh, there, there are different the different aspects as to why we think the Gaon felt this way. What was, what was behind this? What motivated him to 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 think like this? Um, so there are there are a number of suggestions, and Rabbi Lamb brings uh, you know two suggestions as to why the Gaon distanced himself from Magidim. So. Uh, First of all, you know one suggestion that Ravelya makes is, you know, is is um is a is a kind of uh, the the Gaon is not impressed, or he thinks it's a problem. Um, that to have communication with spiritual forces is somewhat charismatic. It's more emotional than it is intellectual. Uh, it takes place in some sort of ecstatic state, and as such, being in this kind of uh, in this kind of ecstatic state where you I don't know. It's like smoking camel without a filter. You know, you like you there without a, you there without a filter, and um, what it, what it does is, um, it, it it impairs the human cognitive gestures, and uh, and it uh, you know prevents you from your own ability to analyze things. And uh, as far as the government is concerned, it impairs Torah study. Um, now, what what we what we have to understand is that this is a suggestion by Rabbi Lamb. This is not quoted by anybody as a, as a kiddush of the Gaon himself. It's a conjecture based on his ideas that uh, Rabbi Olam suggests. Um, so we you know we don't really we don't really know um, this for a fact, but it's just a, a possible understanding. So the, the second consideration um, is a lot more documented in the words of Rav and that is this issue about learning from mygirim is easy and effortless, and the Gaon saw a, a huge virtue in independent learning that involves efforts uh, you know on behalf of the of the of the human being and so therefore the the gra recoils um, from you know from these downloads uh, even spiritual ones because he 's only satisfied with Torah learned through his own efforts so this is and this is this is what's really mentioned by the Tamidim of the Grah. What's interesting is, is that uh Rav Krombine himself adds a nuance. He he you know he sort of uh he, he added this particular nuance and that he felt that it wasn't just that the Gaon uh, valued um that the Gaon valued, you know, Torah Lishma based on your own efforts. Um, but it was there's an added dimension, and that is that. The way the Gaon puts it and the way that Chaim quotes it is there's a, there's a concept of learning directly from Hakosh Baruchu. You learn from an angel, it's an angel. But you, when you're learning with your own efforts, uh, it needs to be understood that Amelus Patora actually does something almost greater, ironically. It sounds like it's slower, it sounds like it's more human and less angelic, but it's greater in the sense that Hakosh Baruchu rewards somebody. Who, who toils in Torah, efforts, their own efforts, Akush Baruch rewards them as if there's a kind of a direct download or direct access to Akush Baruch himself as he gifts a person who puts all his effort into real Torah study, Akush Baruch opens sluice gates of knowledge to such a person as a reward. And so this is a slightly different nuance here than just being, uh, just rejecting you know, work that comes with ease. It's almost like foregoing in the gowan's uh, in in, in Rabhai's understanding of the Gowan, it foregoes a certain qualitative spiritual edge. Um because baruchu celebrates together with a person who puts in so much koyach that uh, he gives him in a sense direct access to the knowledge uh, to the knowledge that, that he's that he's seeking to to achieve. So this uh, that there's sort of like three approaches that that I've understood from um, from these discussions as to why the Gaon was motivated in such a way to ignore Magidim to send them away, uh, and even though he's a uh, the top not- a top-notch kabbalist, but it's a very different approach to Kabbalah and the use of Kabbalah. And um, anyway, this is a, it's it's a totally different uh, a nuance here that that we need to that we need to appreciate. And so this, of course, leads to such a different approach to one's learning. Um, and uh, and, and many, many of us are, we're not on the level to be exposed to that, that this concept on, on a Kabbalistic level. But what, what really is a major value is this concept of amelus, of actually putting in huge effort. Uh, and we are, we are very much, and I know myself included, you know, we learned dafyomi. We learn it as a uh, an exercise in having a systematic, uh, you know, collective approach at gaining knowledge or getting a little bit of exposure to to the pages of Shas. But um, the, our effort, or many of us, the effort is in in just covering the ground. You need enough motivation just to cover the text on a basic level, and uh, and many of us wouldn't be able to do it without the the Talmud aids of of uh, art scroll and. Steinzeltz and, and and we, we, we wouldn 't be able to do it either we don 't have the skill to read the duff that fast in the time that we are allot to the duff Yomi program, so many of us want to finish this uh, the duff Yomi in forty minutes or an hour after davening. Um, which okay that's you know that 's the way of the world these days, um, but there are you know to be able to do that, you have to be able to read fast and have good background in so much vocab. And uh, really be able to understand moral well, but you know, to the average person, we couldn't do that, and so what you need is the translations and the notes to be able to actually just take you through and at least give you some sort of accurate understanding. But 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 using the notes and the translation is exactly what the lack of effort is all about. I mean, on our level, it's effort now, let's make no mistake about it. On our level, it's still effort, so we can't mock it, but when you're talking about somebody wanting to know something without somebody else feeding them the you know the actual um the actual understanding uh it's a whole different ballgame of 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 total study and even in uh again when i compare what i end up doing now as opposed to what i was doing in high school in high school you know i remember learning that uh, you learning gomorrah like many people do and there was no art scroll to look at there was no you know there wasn't anything there was you know, there, there was probably Sincino, but there weren't too many people that I knew in in Joburg that ran around with the Sincino. Um, and, and what happened, so what happened at school, you know, you were basically, you were forced to look up the words that you didn't know in uh, in a Jastro dictionary. And, you know, if you were exposed to the, the you know, the, the, the dictionary from the times of the Rishonim, the Arukh. So between the Arukh and the Jastro, like, bridging 1,000, you know, 800 years of work there. But, you know, the amount of time it took you to get through a few lines of Gomorrah when you when you were beginning out in in the developing vocab was uh, was huge. I mean, all that effort, you had to go get the Jastro, you got to look it up, you've got to find it, you then got to look in the Jastro. It's not the way, the way it's printed and, and developed and the way it's printed for you, it's not like user-friendly. You've got to go in and find if it's a word that's quite commonly used in Shas. So the gesture will just list it. You know, you have to go and find your Gomorrah and, and maybe it's only a half a dozen applications of the, of the word. And maybe your Gomorrah that you're looking up is not in there. But you had to go and spend, you know, time in actually trying to get the, the word. And then you had to try and see how to fit it back into the context of the sentence. So if you would actually calculate, you know, how much effort was expounded, you know, by the person to actually look up a word just in terms of minutes. Of how much time you spend looking up that word, you'd see that you know if you had to spend uh, three to five minutes every time you never knew a word, or you know two minutes just to look up something, compared to today where I just look at the article translation and I'm and I'm there in two seconds. That's uh, and you know when you're doing a lot of words and you time out the gap, you see the difference, and and the reason why you can read gomorrah and the reason why you have more vocab is because you spent all those um, extra minutes. Looking for the thing, and uh, just that extra effort in finding getting out of your chair, finding the book you didn't sit with it next to your gomorrah you know my you know myra never let, let 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 me do that anyway, so none of us just had jastros next to our next to our um Gemaras. We were told, go through the Gomorrah page you know I remember so clearly you know one of my favorite tribe Rabbi uh, Emmanuel, he would say you know go through the Mishnah, and the Gomorrah, and the Rashis, write down every word you don't know. Then he wouldn't let us go and hit the gesture. He would then say, right, is everybody finished? Then he would say, okay, which words don't you know? And then you would say, okay, here are some of the words. And then he would say some other words. Go and look it up. But, but you know, it took a, it took a lot of effort relative to what we do today to get the, just the translations right. And then there were vocab tests. So you had to get the vocab th- right we really need to go through the majority of the dapim in the gomorrah of shash you need 350 words of vocab um you know it doesn't cover the fancy footwork and the etc but it covers the words that you need to get through that's the difference if you learn with a bit of effort as opposed to without effort and i'm not knocking either way but the, there's a res, there's a difference in the result. and so um you know this is really this is really the issue. The issue is to, from the grounds based on midrash, you know, you had to, you had to put a, a lot of koyach, every bit of koyach you had, into your own efforts to achieve through your own faculties, you know, an understanding of uh, of Torah. And if you did it, then that would be the way that you connected to Tachkush Baruch more than anything else, you know. So you can see already as I'm just describing it to you. And again, I'm not. Uh, in a position to say right or wrong. This is just to to highlight the uniqueness of personalities But when we start to contrast this with with uh, with Hasidic Rebbe's uh, You know, let's just take Reb Nachman of Bresla for a second Where Reb Nachman, if you were asking Reb Nachman, how does a how yid connect to Akosh Baruchu? So Reb Nachman would tell you that You know, you've got to develop a discipline, a discipline called uh, You know, a type of seclusion where a person, you know, you know, goes out into an environment where you're alone with a Baruch baruchu and you pour out your heart to Hu. And at that point in time when a person reaches that depth of emotion, then Akush Baruch rewards you with a connection. So you know, this is uh this is Rav Nachman telling us, you know, Rib Nachman demands that we seek Hu's involvement. At, at, at all of us to, to improve, we have to go beseech Akosh Baruch Hu to help us. Uh, you know, so um, you know, and why I quote, why I quote of Nachman is because he's you know, Rab has to offer an interesting. way of interpreting Akobi Shamayim Chutz Mirat Shamayim. Akobi everything's in Akosh Baruch Hu's hands, Chutz except for Yirat Shamayim. So Yirat Shamayim, the fear of heaven has got to come through. Uh, through some sort of mechanism. This uh, this basic understanding of of this pasuk or this uh, dictum I call what's it's too powerful. The act is too powerful. You gotta go, you know, and 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 seek out a connection with a Kojbaru. So you know a person's gotta go there and a person's gotta dive in to 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 Mirachamayim. Uh, and this is a different uh, path in Avodat Hashem. Um, it's just, it helps me to say it over to you because it's the st- starkest contrast I can show you uh, to the Gaon. Um, you know, bottom line is, is that this is, this is very far from the, the, the Gaon's approach. And uh, it's not clear you need, you need, Akosh Baruch's help um, as a necessary condition for Talmud Torah and Avodat Hashem. But according to the gra, where all your Koyach should be invested, is, um, you know, it's personal investment of toil and labor. And of course, Baruch will answer you, you know, commend you with the effort that you put in. Not even necessarily with the intelligence that you have, but with the effort, uh, you know, in what you invest in, in Torah. This, this is a midah, the idea of, of Amelus Patora. It's a midah which is unfortunately... Um, you know it, 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 it's all lacking and um this because there's just our our society the way our world is is built now you know those of us who grew up with computers i okay, can really appreciate it because now the, the age of computers you know it, it presents information getting information is never a problem anymore you, you know in fact you've got overload of information you have to have filters that give you the right information but to get information is easy you just don't and everything is at the you know literally at the at, at you know at the push of a button and it's and there's so much instant instant coming across at us that um we can't bear when you know if our Wi Fi goes down for a little bit, we go mad. We go absolutely mad because the information that we're looking for delivered, you know, which you for by the, you know, exercise. Some people call it infutility of in the end, but but the point I'm making is that you know you the effort to get the information is 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 is, is the purchase of a greater device. It's not it's not uh, it's not toil, and that's and that's uh, you know. I once heard about Tets, uh, tell us I think he was here a couple of uh, a couple of years ago. I think he said it in the name of Moshe uh, Shapiro, but maybe it was his. Um, you know, he, he, no, I think he said it. He he said so beautifully. He spoke about um, that vast to all of us, you know, to, to our kids, and that is, you know, okay. You possibly can't fight the, the modern era and the computers, etc. But what you can do is complementary to what they do is get them to do something. in The garden, you know, plant something that requires toil, plant something that needs rain uh, to make it grow, and that doesn't cut in. And so, if you get your kids, you know, to plant a, a vegetable garden. And watch it grow. It's sort of a. It's just a chinuch. It's a, to show that you know this kind of toil is is important as a as a value as a value. And so, um, yeah. So, in, if, if you ask the gaon how how to establish a connection with the baruch Hu, the the gaon will basically tell you that uh, you know it's your investment of your own efforts in the study of Torah which opens up so-called connection, you know, to, uh, to So, um, that I think is, uh, that I think is what we've been able to extract from here. So just in summation, what we've learned is that there's a unique approach by Reb Chaim in understanding the evolution of the small e of Torah Shubal Perh, you know, through Mishnah and Gemara all the way down to the Aloha and, uh, the exercise is to try and find the aloha all the way back in the in the Mishnah through the Gemara. The same thing is true with Kabbalah. There's a Mishnah of Kabbalah, the Sifra Ditsniuta, There's the gomorrah of Kabbalah, which is the Zohar, and then there's the arizal's approach to make it intelligible, and there's the Gaon's uh, placement within the to turn Kabbalah into aloha, and that could also be or to not in but show it as a as a support for halacha, and the, the student of Kabbalah would study Kabbalah through that through that pathway all the way back to the Sephira D'Zenua, um, and so th- that's the first things that we discussed, and then this this last part is uh, the emphasis that the Gaon puts on Amelus Patora, uh, and and how much not only is it something that he practice himself in terms of trying to as an ideological approach of, of learning but it's also an ideological approach connecting to Akash true abodat hashem is going to come through effort expended in torah because that is a, uh that is a Baruch Hu to connect with you and you to connect to the Kosh Baruch Hu. so um, this is more or less what we um what we we possibly can learn from uh, discussing the path of the gaon uh, it's 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 so different from what we used to. And uh almost I don't know, I wouldn't wanna be a pessimist and say unattainable, but um it's uh it's it's some it's something that he took to the extreme and uh legendary for it and um and his Talmudim basically proposed a drachim ways in Avodat Hashem, paths in, in, in Hashem based on how they uh on how they understood this thing, you know. And uh, the, the explanation given by this uh, time for the grass spiritual attainments is, uh, you know, is entire through this particular path. You know, this is the moral principle over here that a person who immerses himself in uh, the service of Kushbarak through Talmud Ta'a, Lishma, with all the effort that you can expend, receive the reward, uh, which is the most magnificent reward uh, the connection between a human being and. And so this is our this is what we learned from uhheim's uh discussions um but uh, essentially you know this is um you know this is uh, this is what we can i guess uh, get out of it um yeah, so leave it yeah and uh, we'll explore uh, more next week but um hopefully this was uh, clear enough of a of a of a discussion a summary. Of what, uh, of what we can gain in this particular area. Okay. Um, yeah. Robert Blackman, do we have that safe edition new today? Yeah, it'll be printed in, uh, it's printed with the Zohar um, in many editions. Okay. From the Garland's point of view, there's a commentary, so it's published like that. But you can get, uh, you can just look on the, Svaryah or, 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 or Oh, okay. Yeah. Askral hasn't translated it yet, have they? Uh, um, well, if they haven't translated the parts of the Ramban, which uh, are Kabbalistic, and therefore, you know, you're running into this area where do you really know what he's referring to, and sure. We put it in print this is an area that the cipher in order to for it to be not not more confusing than lightning, you know people need to work their way to get into this area so um yeah it's a it's a it's a fascinating you <laughs> know such a Kabbalistic work and maybe the genius of the Balatanya was to take kabbalah and make it accessible to the masses you know this is um, you know you know this is the yeah this is the contrast this, these are the different uh um yeah this is you know you know this is the big issue this is the contrast so again, you know, you read so many stories, even in the Gomorrah itself. We have, you know, I'm not sure what the Goan exactly does with it all, but the the, the Gaon deal with the Gomorrah where, you know, Rabbi Shmael, uh essentially uh pronounce Lakosh Baruch Hu's name, uh, and he ascends to these to these heavenly heights. You know? um, so the you know. Uh, it's it's like from those stories, sort of start to think that from the Gowan's perspective um, He's not it's interestingly enough. He's not that impressed Meaning if somebody had to ask him is that the pinnacle of connection with a Baruch and he would say no He would say the pinnacle of collecting with Akos Baruch uh, uh, Is learning the Gomorrah with your own uh, diligence and devotion and um so it's a, quite an interesting uh it's interesting in the, in the philosophy of the goal how to you know this this particular approach of this um so you know this had tremendous influence on on Belojna and uh is dedicated to this principle of Torah Lishma, um and yeah that's that i think is the, uh you know the major the major Drawn out of this. Uh, Comments? All right. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Okay, be well.